You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Welcome back to another episode of Literally. I am literally so excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. I saw such a major transformation in Monica between last session and this session. I was blown away at the content she was putting out, how quickly she was moving forward on her challenge, how she was answering me every single day in base camp to tell me, you know, what was that feeling she wanted and how did she want to create it? And I just saw such a transformation take place in her mindset and in the action she was taking. So I'm excited for you to hear that from her perspective and to dive in onto how she moves forward from here. So join us and let's dive in to this session. Hi. Hey, I am so excited to talk to you. Awesome. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. You have been like on fire this week. Oh, I feel so relaxed, really, like, and <laughs> calm, <laughs> which is a nice change. Isn't that funny, too, where it's like, I think sometimes we don't think those things can go together. Like, I can't be on fire and relaxed and calm. Like, we're trying to almost like, make ourselves feel shitty enough to be on fire. And it's like, as soon as you feel <laughs> relaxed and calm, you're on fire, right? Yeah, totally. Like, I think you reminding me how I want to feel every day and having that reminder in base camp was really like, okay, I could actually create exactly what I want right now. And so just being able to slow down and, and really embody the mornings and the routine and the life I want made me realize that like, I kind of already have everything I want. Now the only missing piece is like those paying clients, but it was just Mm -hmm. really nice to see all that come together. Yeah, totally. I mean, even like when I stay on fire too, like your content has been totally (laughs) different. Does that feel true for you? Yeah. And you know what? Those are all coming from like, spur of the moment. So I'll take my phone out and I'll just start like typing on a notepad and like where usually I might only think it and like put a sentence down, but I'm like, no, this is good. Like I gotta, I gotta come back to this. And so like once a day, I've just got like this feeling and I just run with it and then, and then it just creates a great post. I love that. And, you know, I think um, it's so powerful to be able to, like, listen to that. Right. I mean, I think obviously, you know, I believe in content plans and I think that's really useful, but it's not like in spite of the inspir- or in place of the inspiration, right? It's like if that's there and we keep ignoring it, we're not cultivating more of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think like the content plan has helped me so much to be consistent. And I think what I had done was like, okay, content, like check now, like do something else where I oh, wasn't man. having, yeah, I wasn't having that like inspirational moment where it's like really like deep and honest and good. So I'm excited. One thing that I noticed confuses a lot of entrepreneurs around content is this idea of a plan versus inspiration. And I am so for a content plan. I totally teach a content plan because I think that's what helps us be consistent even when inspiration isn't showing up. But what I think is so important to note here is that inspiration and a plan can and should work together. 
If you have a plan, you don't ignore your inspiration. And if you're somebody that likes to write off of inspiration, it doesn't mean that a plan isn't still useful. So just know that finding that balance of those two, like Monica's doing right now, where she's writing those inspired posts every morning when they're coming to her after her mindset work, but also where she's following the plan and making sure to put out really great value-based content is so important. So know that consistency is number one and that to get there, inspiration and a plan should come together to really make that magic. Exactly. I really think like the more we do it, the more we cultivate it, just like anything else, right? It's like the more you listen to that inspiration, the more it's like almost on tap. Like you can sit down and it comes, right? The the more you push that away, push that away, push that away, or like go, oh, that'd be a cool thought. And then like, don't do anything with it. The more the well kind of like dries up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So good. And what I've noticed in it, and you tell me if this is how you're feeling, but it just seems like this is like maybe the first time that I've seen you like take ownership of like all you've created and all the results you have gotten and how awesome you actually are, (laughs) where I feel like that before it was almost like the hesitancy to do that was, was really present. Does that make sense or feel true? Oh, a hundred percent. Like before I would kind of like beat around the bush and like just hope someone would land on, you know, my history of <laughs> everything I've done. And and I think what really made me realize was like sure it's getting consistent and getting familiar and, and it feeling good and like all of you know the last couple months it all kind of led here. But then also when I had sent you I think it was the page for my um for my challenge, down at the bottom I had said something. Like I had just worded it in some way about like one business or like almost or like I, I just worded it in a way. And then you like had called that out. And I was like, I am still doing this to myself. Like I don't even realize it. Oh yeah. You said something like almost four businesses or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Or like one almost business. Right. Yeah. Something like that where you're like, uh, no. And I was like, yeah, why am I still doing this? So I think just like stepping in it and just I mean, the one thing is I didn't want to come up like before I didn't want to come across as conceited or make other people feel small. But now it's like, I'm not going to be able to help people if they don't know, like with the results they can get too. For sure. I mean, I think that, um, oh gosh, what's that quote? I- I'm going to absolutely butcher it and I can't remember who it is. <laughs> um, the quote is sort of like the problem is that most you know, really smart people are hiding and most people that don't know anything are the loudest, right? And and I it said a hundred times better than that. We'll have to look it up and send it to you later. But I think that's the point, right? Like mm-hmm. some of us that know the most have the tendency to hide the most too, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you and I say this to you all the time, but I think you bring such a unique thing to the coaching industry and to your business and that you've built like practical on the ground businesses in multiple industries. Like I just know so few people in our industry who have done that. Mm -hmm. And the irony is that you're the one that's like, well, let's not tell them that just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then some people who like have never really done anything in business are out there like, I'll help you build out your funnel and make a million dollars, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I'm just being generic here, but my point is like you really bring something to the table that I don't see anyone else bringing or most people aren't bringing, right? And if you don't tell people about that, they just simply aren't going to know it. It's not like they're going to be like, well, I wonder if she's had businesses before. 
Yeah, exactly. So good. Tell me about the making others feel small piece, because I know that was something you kind of like offhandedly mentioned last week too. And I think it seems like that's coming up uh, a decent amount as this thing that feels really scary. Just say a little bit more about that for a second. Yeah. So before, and like, I feel like me getting comfortable talking about, you know, all the wins and all of that has definitely helped. But before it was like, like I'm surrounded by people that haven't seen the success that I have, Mm -hmm. like in my personal life, my friends, my family, you know, the money I've been able to have and the, you know, the income and the profit and the vacations, like all of that. And so it was something where I was never comfortable talking about. And that goes back to, I think the free call I had with you, like in December, where I told you that, like, I had business cards made up saying property manager, because I didn't want my tenants to know I own the business or the building. (laughs) building, Right? Yeah, because I was like, I didn't want them to feel bad that I was like, you know, 28, 29, 30. And they're, you know, middle aged or whatever, and renting from me. And so it just goes to like, all this, like, just feeling bad, because I didn't want them to feel bad for themselves. But I mean, I've been working on that a lot and I'm a lot more comfortable talking about my wins and talking about, you know, all the success because I know I'm not coming in a way that's conceited. Like I'm, I'm coming in a way that's helpful and inspiring and, and those types of things. So it's definitely helped. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, nail on head, right? Like you're coming from the inspiration standpoint. And I think that quite honestly, that's what we need more of in this industry. Like I want to be inspired by the fact that, you know, you owned real estate and were making an income stream off of it when you were 28. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I love that. I want more of that. And my point in saying that is that the people who are going to step into what you're offering are also going to love that. If someone really is made to feel small or less than Mm -hmm. by that, Number one, there's just nothing you can do about it. And number two, those may not be the people that are ready to work with you, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, and that's okay. Like, no shame in that game. Like, they might just have some some development of their own to do there. But when you having a win makes someone else feel small, you just may not be the right fit for them at the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. And yeah, I never looked at it like that, but that makes sense. The fear of making others feel small is definitely a theme Monica's had in here um, throughout these episodes and it's definitely something I think a lot of us experience, especially when we're doing the mindset work and personal development and growth. And also when, you know, she's had these successful businesses since she was pretty young, I think that fear is real and, you know, we're such um, connected animals as humans and so um, ultimately fear of ripping away that connection or making others feel bad and not want to be around us is really, really real. But for me, it ultimately comes down to a choice between being the person that stays with everybody and keeps everybody safe or being the person that brings people with her. So if you're struggling with that, I just want to offer that perspective is that it doesn't mean we have to lack connection or that we have to become like this, uh, you know, ship floating out to sea by ourselves. We just really have to decide, do I want to be the person that stays with everyone and keeps them comfortable? Or do I want to be the person that brings people with me? Do I want to be the rising tide that lifts all boats? And for me, the answer is always to be the rising tide. And I know for Monica it is too. And I hope for you listening 
this is a helpful way to think about it so you can move forward. I want like my wins to be your wins to be your clients wins and so on and so forth. And I think that's how you almost, it's like a prerequisite of feeling that way to hire a coach in a way. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So, so into it. I feel like you have been doing so amazing. And I think like one thing I want to add here, and this isn't to to give you a hard time by any means, but just to (laughs) say like, what I think is so key here is that this is becoming habit. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean is like, first it's like, let the inspiration flow, listen to it, pay attention, cultivate more of it. So, so about that, like we talked about before. And I want it to start being like, I don't even have to feel that level of inspiration to just talk about why I'm awesome. (laughs) Okay. And I'm, I'm, it's such a fine line and I'm certainly not saying stop following the inspiration, Mm -hmm. like keep doing that hands down 100%. But also I want it to feel like I don't just have to feel like that to write that I'm awesome. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And that's a good reminder because I mean, and I think now just being able to like slow down in my day to day and really be present, a lot more is coming to the surface where, you know, that's all going to be helpful and that's all going to be, you know, inspiring content that I can post. So it's nice to have the reminder that it doesn't have to be like the best or the most inspirational, but those little, you know, bits will be good too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's sort of like there may be a day where that inspiration doesn't show up and that's okay, but that doesn't mean you shrink or you don't own your awesome that day either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so say a little bit more about the slowing down and being present piece. I know we talked about in base camp, you just kind of like actually taking time in the mornings and like not trying to start working five minutes after you wake up, that kind of thing. Like, what has that been looking like and feeling like? I know we talked about scheduling and figuring all that out. Yeah. So it's really just like, so it's definitely scheduling, but it's definitely, it's definitely like, okay, I've been waiting for like, you know, coaching income to have the coaching life I want. And (laughs) (laughs) that's such a good way to say it. Yes. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. So I guess, I guess just really being able to, to be like, okay, today is my day to do all my coaching work. I don't just have to start in the beginning. So what I also want in this coaching life is, you know, a relaxed time with my family in the morning to help, to prep with breakfast, um, to have some free time to go for a walk. Cause I never get outside. And so to be able to go and do that and then come back in at 9am, I'm like, I still have like hours to get everything done. So really being able to fall into exactly what I've been chasing all along is this, you know, relaxful and like peaceful morning, but then also productive is, has really been helpful too. Oh my God. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like the happiest of happies right now, because I feel like that lesson in and of itself is maybe one of the most transformative business lessons, because what I have found, because I work with clients like at a ton of different levels in business and Mm -hmm. it is hard AF to have built the business on hustle and then be, you know, at the 200 K mark trying to scale back. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you've, you know, worked day and night and not taken a walk or made breakfast in the morning to get to 200 K you're not getting there and then going, okay, so starting tomorrow, I take walks and I make breakfast and I relax. Like that's what we think in our heads, but it's like not that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like, um, 
I, I heard this other quote recently that um, I loved and it was like, the way you seek something is also how you'll experience it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I seek the clients, the clients, the clients with all this stress and pressure and rushing and no time for myself, guess what my experience is going to be when I get the clients. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so just want to give you so much credit because I know it's so hard to, it's like embodying the thing before you really feel like you're there is so much mental effort, I guess is a way to say it, but like so much congratulations to you. And also you're already seeing the result. You're having some of your best content ever. I'm seeing people engage with that content like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're ready to rock with this challenge. Like you're serving people and feeling so much better every single day. Like I just think like, (laughs) you know, it's like, we didn't even plan this, but like, if I could have been like, if I could like draw out someone's journey and what I would love to take them through on this podcast and whatever, like this would be it where it's like, you see that person be like, wait, I have to stop and step into who I want to be before I can like get it. Right. Yeah, totally. And because like, that's the thing. I was so obsessed with that quote from Monica where she said, I was waiting for the coaching income to have the coaching life. Oh my God, she just conceptualized so many things that so many of us struggle with in that one sentence, right? Because so often we're waiting for that income to do the things we want to do and to create the life we want to create. And it's why we get so impatient and so frustrated and really just kind of run ourselves into the ground to burn out in our businesses because we're waiting for that income to allow us to live that life. And to be quite honest, the way you get that income is to start living that life now. And that's a really, really, really hard thing to take in if you haven't experienced it, but it is so true. And it's what makes you not so resentful toward your business. It's what makes you enjoy showing up in your business. The amount of joy Monica has been experiencing in the last week by letting herself have breakfast with the family and do her mindset work and take time for herself is what is making all this inspiration show up for her. It's what's making her move forward faster. It's what's making her feel good every day. And it's what's reminding her why she loves this business and what she's working toward. So take that beautiful, beautiful nugget she gave us and don't wait for the coaching income to have the coaching life. I promise that will change your life and business if you take it to heart. And I think that's what kept me like, you know, so stuck and feeling really stuck and almost like I'm not making progress when I was, was I was, you know, I was wanting it to be here to start doing this. So I would sit down and just look at all the work and get frustrated and, you know, like waste time or like do things, but I wasn't even enjoying anything. And it's like, it's here to enjoy now. And I, and I'm just so excited. Yes. Um, two questions. One is, tell me about your celebration. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> because that was such a big piece. Speaking of having the life I want now is like, I'm almost like pretending I didn't get a client, not celebrating that and not spending the money. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's not funny. Okay, so <laughs> it is kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna store that money over here and just just wait. Um, yeah, so I like never go shopping. I hate shopping for myself, but I definitely needed a few things, and so I it took me forever to be like, what am I gonna spend this money on? Because I just don't know. I don't really need things. I but okay. So anyway, so I went. I thought about it like all night. Couldn't figure out anything. The next morning, I was like. 
I'm going to buy me some like headphones that I've been wanting forever. I went and got those. I went and got like a pair of shoes, some clothes. It was like in a matter of like an hour, I just, I just felt so good. And so that was my big celebration. I love it. I think that um, I really always find this to be true for me is that this idea that like money flows where it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, if we get into this mentality of like, get the money from the first client, act like it's not even there. In some ways, we almost like cut off that flow, right? Because yeah. it's like the only purpose of it is for it to sit in my account and for me to like, be scared of it almost. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're like, okay, like th- this flows, this happens, like this is it. Like I think so much opens up there. Um, I'm going to tell you a funny story, not to at all suggest that you should do this, but um, just for perspective. Okay. So one of my clients that um, her business like blew up really, really um, big. She, I mean, like it, not right away, like she had a hard <laughs> initial start, but then it really blew up. And one of the first things she bought with her first like five figure month, I think, was a wildly expensive uh, designer bracelet. (laughs) Nice. Right. And like, it was so funny at the time because I think everyone around her was like, that was the most (laughs) wildly irresponsible thing on top of it being wildly expensive. Right. Yeah. And she was like, there's more where that came from. Okay. And like, not to suggest that you need to go out and do something dramatic like that. That's just what felt good to her. But it's to say that like, that belief of like, there's more where that came from is such a powerful demonstration mm-hmm. versus the, let me hide it in the account because the likelihood that more comes in is still pretty slim, right? <laughs> <laughs> One principle that I have really found to be super true and effective in my own business is that money flows where it has a purpose. When we're just trying to create money for the sake of creating money, and then when we're kind of like not giving it a purpose, like in the sense of what Monica was doing, where she was kind of like tucking it away and almost trying to pretend it wasn't there, it's hard to create more of that flow, right? I think I heard this quote one time that was like, nature loves to fill a void, right? And and I think this is true with money too. It doesn't mean we have to create all these voids around money, but it does mean we have to use the money that's flowing to us and to do something with it and to give it a purpose. The purpose can be saving it and that's okay, but it really wasn't like Monica was even thinking about it in that way. She was almost like wanting to pretend it didn't happen or like store it away and like never think about it. And so I really want you to take that into account. One practice that I've done that I really loved is to just write out like if I made the cash I wanted to make next month what is the purpose of all that money where would every single penny go I did that every month for the first six months of my business and still do it often to this day and I credit it so much for my initial success so I hope that's a practice that you can take with you and try oh I never thought about it like that so just want to like celebrate you for going and doing that and noticing how good it felt. And it's not like it even just felt good because you got yourself something you like wanted and needed, but it felt good to be like, I can receive this, right? Yeah, definitely. So such a testament to to how that shifts where it's like, it felt like it would feel better to have it sitting there. Yeah. Really, it made it feel like so much less inflow, right? Definitely. I never thought about it like that. 
and again, this is not like go spend everything you make and like go make, you know, obscene purchases or like, I think everyone finds their own line with that, but it is like, let yourself receive, let the money come in and no more is coming instead of like constantly cut it off to the same point with time. Know that like, you have time, you can make breakfast in the morning, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So good. I'm so freaking proud of you. Oh, um, okay. Tell me a little bit about challenge stuff and what you kind of want to dive into or feel like you need support around. Yeah. So I definitely want support about like getting it out there more. I know I have promo posts. Um, I've done a few videos. I haven't put them out yet, so I'm going to be doing that. And then I plan on going live, um, and doing that, but like any other ideas to like, get this out and get more people interested is kind of where I wanted to talk today. For sure. So what I would say, like, since it's your kind of like first time out there, I mean, I certainly, you know, there are other routes we could go, but I don't think it's time to do ads yet or anything like that. Just because it's really your first time running a challenge. We want you to just be able to kind of like go through the process, not be overwhelmed with like bringing in, um, you know, challenge participants through ads right now. But what I will say is this, and this might sound... (laughs) Uh, disheartening, but I promise it's really useful. (laughs) So stick with me for a second, which is like something I've been noticing in the online space more and more, the more I've had clients like out there launching that kind of thing Mm -hmm. is that it's just requiring more to get seen than it ever has. Okay. And on first hearing that, that can feel really frustrating. Like, oh God, I have to do even more. And everybody's talking about how noisy it is and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me, what it just says is like, the game is just changing and we keep up. Right. Yeah. And so like previously three emails might be a launch. (laughs) Okay. Now that's not going to cut it. Previously, five posts about a challenge might've been a thing. And now that just really doesn't move the needle forward as much because algorithms, number one, and number two, it's noisy, right? Yeah. But for me, the way I see this is like, this is not a bad thing. This is just a thing to adapt to. It's to know like, I'm not pressing it too hard if I'm out there to the point where I feel like I'm being a noisy, broken record. (laughs) Okay. So what I mean is like, it can be easy to promote a challenge a couple times and then be like, oh man, you know, I probably am annoying people with this, right? Okay. But it's just literally not getting seen how it used to. So I had one client recently who was promoting a retreat and she asked me like, what else can I do? Like, I feel like I've just like talked about it till I'm blue in the face basically. And I was like, I think you got to talk about it more. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) she was like, I don't know, like, I really feel like I pushed it. So she did a poll in her group and was basically like, have you guys seen me talk about this retreat? And so many people said no. Wow. (laughs) And actually someone, I think one, at at least one, if not two people bought off that post, they were like, no, I hadn't seen it. Oh my God. Thank you. Wow. And the reason that post got a lot of traction was because it got a lot of comments. So it was like, yes or no comments. Right. Okay. So my point is promote a lot, (laughs) number one. And number two, 
part of the reason you have to promote something like that a lot is because it's just usually not going to get as many comments to pick up as much traction. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that does. Like if you're like, join my challenge, like it's not like say yes below, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So the reason I tell you all that is to give you permission that like people aren't going to be annoyed. Like if you feel like you're annoying people, you're just scratching the surface. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And I have to relearn that lesson myself all the time too. Like even with literally, I feel like I pretty much like vomited that thing everywhere imaginable, right? (laughs) And I still have had some people be like, oh my God, I didn't know you had a podcast. (laughs) And I was like, are you joking me? It's like actually all I talk about, right? (laughs) That's so funny. So anyway, just full permission to go wild. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that it means you have to write a million new posts and do a million new videos. It just means you have to be really relentless about reusing and repurposing them. Okay. Something I see happening is that the online market really is changing. People talk all the time about it being noisy and Monica and I had that conversation a bit, but the truth is that there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we make it every bit as important to adapt to the market changing. That's what every good business does, right? You can see that across the board, every great business adapts to a changing market. And so for me, that means we need to promote more and make it about why us more, not just about why should you get business coaching, not just about why should you work on your messaging, but why should you work on it with me? Why should you work on it with Monica, right? And and don't be afraid to really go in and promote it because we are being inundated. But the right things will rise to the surface. But if you're not putting them out there enough, they can't do that. So let's not make it wrong that the market is changing, but let's know that adapting to it and paying attention to promoting more and letting our you know, greatness rise to the surface and then sharing more about why we are great is going to be so key in moving forward, especially as the market continues to adapt and change. Does that make sense? It does. And it kind of goes back to when you're telling me to do like one promo post a day and that felt like a lot where now I'm like, oh, that I could do that in my sleep. So same idea. Exactly. And then the secondary piece of that, and obviously this is the piece you've been stepping into more and more, but I want to remind you about is there is a big difference between, and if you want to learn more about this, join my challenge and I'm going to shout this thing from the rooftops because you need to be in it because it's fucking amazing. Okay. And so if I have to say it five times a day, and if I have to tell you that it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread all day long, I'm going to do it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> does that feel like, oh, or does that feel pretty exciting? It feels exciting, but now it's like, okay, I got to think about like ways to, to keep going with it. Um, yes, let's talk about that. So tell me, right now you have a couple of videos, you're doing some promos. Just say a little bit about what that looks like exactly. Yeah. So I had created, I think it would have been Monday or Tuesday of this week. I've created like a bunch of short videos, but for whatever reason, they're taking forever to upload to Facebook. So I thought about just doing a live instead, like the same video, but just a live so that I don't have to wait. Um, So just all about like, like it was kind of like just talking about like an offer and sales and all of that with the hopes of like Mm -hmm. getting them into my group from there. Um, I have the posts and then I've been doing it in my group, but that's kind of it. Say what you mean for a second about talking about an offer and sales. You mean like the video topic was an offer about offers and then you pitch the challenge at the end. Yeah. So I had one of them was like kind of like 
if someone's being like, if they're not selling, if their offer isn't selling and like, kind of like hitting on the pain points and then offering my challenge, like saying like all the things that my challenge is going to overcome so that we're going to basically create a compelling offer that sells. Got it. Got it. Okay, perfect. So what I would say is two things. One, if that's really dragging you down for sure, we're just um, going live. Are you trying to upload them directly to Facebook? Yeah. So listen, like another option is to try to upload them to YouTube and to link it in a Facebook post. Okay. Now, is that going to get necessarily as much traction? It's probably not. Facebook obviously prefers (laughs) um, for you to upload it there. But that's a workaround just so you're not like losing that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, now I still think you should go live and do some of them, but my point is we don't have to like kill that content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another piece is I want you to not just sell the challenge, although yes. Okay. I want you to sell like why they should learn about this from you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So what I mean is like all the stuff we've been talking about, tell them like I know about crafting great offers. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that in business for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. I know about tweaking offers. I've been doing that in business for a long time, right? Yeah. I know about how to create – What's the word I'm looking for? Like a a ladder of offers. I've been doing that in business for a long time. Like all the stuff you've been doing in your previous businesses, right? Yeah, exactly. So I really want you to lean into like, this is going to be amazing because if you're feeling stock offer is a huge place and I'm sure the one to help you with this because here, right? Perfect. Yeah. And, And again, that goes back to that whole like, let's just be real. The online space is noisy now. And so it's not just like, hey, you want to get your offer up. It's like, hey, you want to work with Monica to get your offer up, right? Okay. Does that feel easy, better, harder? No, it feels good. I'm excited. Um, Usually, like just going from the promo post and that, like I would probably be getting nervous, but like I am really excited to just talk about it more. And I think it's really perfect timing with like the energy of like the last few posts and just being more open and confident and like knowing that my posts are inspiring. So I think it's really going to fit perfectly. Exactly. And I feel like another piece is to really speak to the pain point. So one thing that I'm like, I know I told you this in base camp like four times, but that I'm obsessed with that you did is like, you just were like, I'm a little confused on this one piece of what they need. Let me go do a little market research. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so freaking powerful to just be like, I want to know this. Let me go figure it out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, but my point is, so now you figured it out. So I would talk to those things considerably. Okay. So what were they? They were like the changing their offers all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, not having the confidence, imposter syndrome and pricing. I think pricing was one. They kept, yeah, tweaking. They kept changing it. And then the other thing I want to give you like reminder and permission to do, and I think you've done this a little bit here and there, but just like full out, like 
grab clips from literally or share the exact episode and be like, if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, listen to me talk all about it here and what I was struggling with. And I've really moved past that in the biggest way. Let me help you. Okay. Yeah. I never thought about that. This is your content as much as it is mine. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I, uh, I have had a few people contacting me just saying like they've been listening and it's so inspiring and, and all of that, which is really nice. Um, and it's just helping so many people. And I just, I love that. I love that, you know, we've been able to do this. It's, it's just changing, you know, things for so many people. And I'm just so excited about that. I love that. And I really do love that. And I want you to make it work for you, right? So when those people reach out, I think the tendency is almost to like, how do I want to say, like, we probably feel like you're standing there in your underwear a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, thanks so much, Kim, I'm going to grab a towel, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I want it to be like, thanks so much. Like, do you feel like you need support around this? Let me know. Okay. So this is a secondary piece and I'm going to like go off on a tangent for a second, but I think that this is so important, but you know how we've been talking about the market is changing. It's noisy, right? Yeah. You know what else is changing in the market? What? People are effing desperate (laughs) for real connection. Okay. Right. Because like we're, that's why people are reaching out to, because they're like, oh my God, you get it. (laughs) Because what we're so sick of is like all the like perfect marketing funnels and like knowing that someone doesn't, isn't actually even talking to us in those emails and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also we're like, just as humans, like really starved for connection more than ever in, in a super ironic twist around social media. Right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, but I had this funny experience recently um, cause it was my birthday this week and I have like big companies call me personally. Of course not. I'm not like saying they're CEO, but I'm saying like, whatever they like assign someone that was like, Hey, we know you're like a great customer of ours and we'd love to like offer you this thing. We think there's this, like I had one company say like, we think based, you know, on what you've gotten from us before, there's this one thing you'd really like. We'd love to invite you to come in for your birthday and try it on and get 20% off. Wow. And like, I know what they're doing. And I'm still like, oh my God, that's so nice of you. Are you busy tomorrow? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Because like that personal connection is unbeatable. Yeah. And what it also tells me is that these big companies who have enough money and dollars and time and energy to fund researching if that's worth it has have discovered it's worth it. Yeah. So my point to you in saying all that is like, you're not doing it wrong if you go, hey, do you need help with that? Yeah. You're doing it like exactly right. Do you know what I'm saying? You're the, I'll just tell you one of the companies, you're the person from Spanx calling me <laughs> <laughs> and being like, hey, do you want to come in and try on this like new magical thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, And so like, don't hesitate because that is not a bad experience. Like for me, I wasn't like, ew, why are you calling me? I was like, oh my God, that's like fantastically amazing that you guys care that much as a company to Mm -hmm. do that. Right. Yeah. So I really want you to use those pieces of outreach, not to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you're naked in front of you. Let me grab my towel. But to really be like, 
cool. And let's, let's really form a connection here. Yeah, that's a good point. I think what but, I just, but been, I get why you're doing it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think what I just been doing is, yeah, just like carrying on the conversation and we talk, you know, about business and certain things, but then it wasn't, it never, it never went there. So that's a good point. Well, and you know, I think that the onus is sort of on you to tell mm-hmm. everyone how much you've transformed, if that makes sense. Cause they're on like whatever episode four right now or something. Yeah. Or session four or something. Right. Yeah. And you're like this totally different person now. And I'm not saying that in like a bad way, but I mean, like you've just stepped up so much in your confidence, right? Yeah. And so you kind of have to be the one to tell them, like, if imposter syndrome is something your people are struggling with, like, you have to be the one to kind of be like, I was there. Here, listen. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not there at all anymore. Let me support you. Yeah. And does that mean you'll never experience it again? No. I mean, listen, we all do from time to time. But I think like you have moved through that with such grace. Like that is what makes it so beautiful to support other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and honestly, I think a lot of times when people are reaching out, like they do want you to offer that next step. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had one person who I was talking to that has been listening to the podcast was like flat out like I'm with a coach for a year kind of thing so like she's not a client but like still wanting to talk about a lot and still wanting like a lot of like feedback and direction and like I don't mind because you know right now I want to embody that helpfulness but it's almost like at some point and there's still some people that I talk to too where it's like at some point like I've been very helpful where like, where is that fine line for me to be like, okay, like, you know, and I could have already offered something and it's been a no or a not yet or a not book, but like coming back for more. Mm. Okay. I have a great answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) And you tell me how it feels, but I love that you brought that up, but I think it's redefining what does helpful mean. So, you know how like a lot of our work has been like, just doing the mindset stuff because the strategy is like relatively simple, right? Like we're going to get you talking to more people. We're getting you putting out more content. We're getting you promoting more. We're getting you just to step into your expertise more. We're getting you to do a challenge, like all the things, but Mm -hmm. like simple, right? Yeah. And most of the work has been like really like looking at what's keeping you from all that and what thoughts um, were stopping you from showing up and what ways that you were getting in your own way, basically, as we all do, right? Yeah. So my point in saying all that is what I have found is that I'm never actually helpful if I'm answering some questions via messenger. Okay. Like, I know that that's not actually going to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Me being like, yeah, 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 you should just speak your message in these two ways and then it sounds great. Okay. It's not that that's not like, relatively legitimate feedback. It's just that like, ultimately that's not going to move the needle forward for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would just think about it like that is like, what does helpful really mean for me? And you may even just say that to them like, Hey, I would love to answer more of this for you, but I'm going to be real honest. (laughs) I don't think it's the most helpful for me to sit here and try to guess. Oh. over messenger if you want to move to a call I'm happy to do that like 
Otherwise, I like totally wish you well. I just don't want to like give unhelpful information. Oh, okay. I love that. Because it's true, right? The reason I can give you good feedback now is because I know you and I know your business. Yeah, exactly. But if we didn't know each other and you just messaged me and we're like, hey, I'm really struggling, like I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, I mean, okay. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like, hey, can you look over my message? I mean, like, sure, but I don't know anything about the rest of your business. So like, it may or may not even be a useful tip, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good What comes up for you there around like, what is your version of being helpful or what's your line there? Uh, The first thing that came up was like, I got to think about that because so far being helpful was like, yeah, like answering those questions, you know, helping them, trying to get them a result. And I actually just had someone message me yesterday. This was someone who did not want to book the messaging call, but I had been talking to previous. Um, She got her first client from us just like talking and me trying to help her through the scenario. And, and so she messaged me yesterday being like, thank you so much for like, you know, all your guidance and your support and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I'm taking helpful, like to the, you know, total next step where it's, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm being helpful for them, but I'm not helping my business at all. So I got to figure that out. Here's what I would say too. And this is what I'll like frame that specific situation with. It's not helpful to her that she won't even step up for herself to get on a call with you. Yeah. Like, right? Like, it's not helpful for her that she feels like, well, I can only get support in this way and I I absolutely can't possibly get on a call. Yeah. I don't know what her reasoning was, but whatever it is, like, nothing about that is helpful. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. So I, I think that, yes, you obviously did help her and that's freaking amazing that she got a client because of it. But my point is there's still this component where like, if you won't take the next step for yourself, I really, there's nothing else I can do. Right. Yeah. And then there's a point for you too, of like, if someone's not willing to get on the phone with you, you really can't be willing to give them your time, energy, and attention. Okay. And I don't mean that in like a, oh my God, people have to talk to you to like be worthy. But I just mean like, you want to build relationships with people who really do want to build a relationship with you. Yeah. Right. Part of which is getting on a call. It's sort of like dating. Like, do you really want to like date the guy who will only text you, but is never willing to call? Yeah. Good point. No, he might be a great guy, but he's not a great guy for you at that point. Right. Yeah. So I think that like the way I want you to think about it is it's helpful for you and it's helpful for them to set that boundary. Okay. One question I really asked Monica to look at here is what does being helpful really mean, right? And I think that's a very micro slash macro concept, right? So micro, it might feel really helpful in the moment to answer someone's questions, but macro, is it ultimately going to get them where they want to go to have a few questions answered via PM when I barely even know them or their business, right? And that's just an example. I think Monica did, in fact, in some cases, know some of them and have good reason to do it. But again, the question is, what does being helpful really mean? And I think we can get so confused about that in the online space because we hear all the time, be helpful, build relationships. But for me, it's knowing what I ultimately believe is helpful and building from that place versus getting really stuck in the minute to minute, day to day, like, can I help this person in this one quick way? Right? It's sort of like this idea of, um, 
you guys know I talked about um, holding off on a podcast for a really long time because I never felt like I had found the right thing. So it was like macro. I wanted to create this really helpful, useful podcast. And I feel like we have, but micro it would have been really easy to be like, whatever, I'll just put out some helpful content in a podcast day to day. But like ultimately doing that wouldn't have felt as good as this level of helpfulness that we've been able to create by looking at the big picture. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope it encourages you to find your definition of what being helpful in your business really means as a service provider. Yeah, I guess it was just hard for me, like in the, like, cause I didn't, I didn't think of a response or think of like my boundaries. So it was like when it, when it happened, I just instantly would, you know, solve the problem or help or do whatever Mm -hmm. I thought. And so I think, yeah, having like a boundary in place and like planning, you know, what I would say in certain scenarios will definitely help. For sure. And like always happy for you to reach out in Basecamp if you're like, I feel like I don't want to help here, but I'm not really sure what to say. Like, don't hesitate to get support around that. But yeah, I think it's just finding that line, right? It's like, I want to give you free content. And then I want you to get on the phone with me. Yeah. If you don't want to get on the phone with me, by all means, consume my free content. (laughs) You're right. Like, I'm still here to help. You know what I mean? But like, If you just want to get all your questions answered without having to take the next step with me, well, that doesn't help either of us. Yeah. So it's not like we're shoving people away. Like, if you don't want to talk to me, go away. No, just consume my free content. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Ongoingly, forever, as long as you want to. (laughs) But if you want personalized advice, you're going to have to get on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. It's a good reminder. (laughs) You know what I think it is? And like, I think this is a really, really, really fine line. So I just want to give you permission here Mm -hmm. is it's sort of like this whole, like, I'm going to live the life I want now while the results show up. This is a little piece of that, right? Yeah. If I was already booked with clients, would I really be answering all these questions? You're so right. Oh yeah. You're right. No time for that. And the fine line is that of course, Pre getting booked with clients, you do want to serve people for free and give social proof and give an amazing experience, no doubt, right? Yeah. But not to this level and not to the uh, place where it feels like just a completely uneven exchange, right? Yeah. Now, what I do want you to do (laughs) is ask her for a testimonial. Okay, I didn't think about that. Because you did still coach her through that and she is still crediting you for with getting her cl- a client. Yeah, definitely. So make that work for you still, right? Okay. But in the future, like we are going to have a little bit more of that boundary of like, okay, if I was like already getting the clients I wanted, like would I be doing this? No, it would be like phone or no. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Cause that's been happening like more than once where it was like, like going back to that one that just hired a coach, like there was a question and this and that. And it was like, I had offered the visibility package because I was like, this is what you need. Like, I know you're not like, she's starting with her coach in a month or something. I was like, I know you're not working with your coach right now, but this is what you need. I can't, I can't really help. And then it was like, no, I don't want to do that. But then picking at questions, like, you know, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's coming up with some sort of a boundary and sticking with it. Well, The other thing I'll just say, and I think this is a blessing and a curse, right? And I don't know if this was somebody or not, but like, I think the the blessing of the podcast is people feel so connected to you Mm -hmm. and the curse is they can think you're a friend. Okay. 
And not that you can't be a friend. Yeah. But you have to be in your expertise too, right? Yeah. And so you're just going to find that line. Like, it's such a blessing that people feel connected to you. I mean, again, like, we just talked all about how that's, like, such a missing component in the online space. Yeah. So you want to use that to your advantage. But not to the point where it's, like, I'm a friend, text me anytime. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's, like, I love that you feel connected. But, like, your service is done. Like, your service is putting yourself out here like this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Right? You don't also have to like answer everyone's questions. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Let's circle back to the challenge one more time because I want to make sure we finish that conversation before we're done. But basically, you're going to promote way more. (laughs) Yes. So here's my thought if you can commit to putting out your regular content once a day and then in addition promoting at least once or twice a day, would that feel okay? Yeah, it does. And then here's what I would say too. You know how we've been talking a lot about it not feeling just like a checklist? Yeah. Or a checklist item, right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to check in with yourself. Like if you're feeling inspired or you feel like there's something else you want to say or you feel like, you know, I want the, I want to see the uptick. Don't hesitate to be like, I'm going to get on an extra video today. I'm going to make an extra post today. I'm going to whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. The, the thing that you have on your side right now is that when you don't have the clients you want to have, you do have more time. Okay. So it's like your asset right now, right? And then like when you get clients, you're going to have no time. <laughs> Not no time, but you know what I mean? Like way less time. And money will be your asset. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So don't feel like there's more that you have to do per se, but also know that like time is your asset. So you can go do more outreach. You can go deeper on what you're already doing. You can go share it again. You can go do a live. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Something I talk to my clients about all the time is what asset are you using the most in your business right now? So when you're new, time is totally your asset. I mean, even if you have a full-time job or whatever, like most of the time, time is going to be the asset you put into your business. As your business starts to generate more and more revenue, you have less time because you're like doing the work you're getting paid for, but you have more revenue. So money becomes your asset, right? So it's really important to be able to know like what asset am I working with? And you're always working with a bit of both. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, you know I either have more time to spend or it's time to spend the money because ultimately how we move our business forward is getting really efficient with how we're using our assets. So I hope that's a helpful way for you to think about things in your business and to know where to spend time versus money. Does that feel pretty good? Yeah, it does. Um, and it's really doable. So I, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's, it's really good. Any other challenge questions I can answer? Anything you need support with around that? Um, Not with a challenge. I do have one other thing. So I had two calls this week. Um, The first one wasn't ready to purchase right now. I know I had sent you a message. Um, The second one, this was the first time this happened, is she wanted, you know, more information. So I talked about it, asked if she had any questions, no. And then she was like, can you send me a link so I could look for more? And so that was kind of like the first time that's came up. Um, I don't actually have it on my website. So I was doing that this morning, but anything, any advice around that, that you could offer quickly or what do you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that 
a couple of things that come up for me there is I would just want to know more. <laughs> okay. Always. Uh, which is always <laughs> the theme, right? Like, so I, I would be like, yeah, like totally happy to do that. And then the two questions that come up for me are number one is like, what would you be looking for specifically in that? Like, what are you like really looking for in taking this next step? Okay. And then the second question is, what does your decision-making process usually look like? Like, is it typically like you want to read this over and you'll probably have a ton more questions? Do you just like to sit with things? Like, what does that usually look like for you? Okay. I love that. So that way we know two things then either like, well, what I'm really looking for is X, Y, Z. Cool. Cause then you might be able to talk her through that right then. Yeah. And two, like, well, my decision-making process is that I've made really shitty decisions in the past. So I want to sit with this for a while. And you're like, cool. I'm here for any questions you have while you sit with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that makes total sense. So when you send it over, I think you could just ask those two things in the email. Like, Hey, I'm so happy for you to look at this. Here's what I'd help with. Let me know, like, what are you specifically looking to see in here? And what's your decision-making process usually like? So happy to like support you through it and in making the best decision for you. Perfect. Okay. So I think like, and not that this was like not a great question, but I think one thing I just want you to start training yourself is like, if you're feeling like, I don't even know what to do with this or like, what is this even, what's going on here? Like, just ask another question, right? (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. I know it just threw me off because I was like, oh shoot, I actually don't have anywhere, any information to send you. Like it's not. (laughs) Your brain like totally goes there, right? (laughs) Okay. That's good. But yeah, I think that's amazing. And like also number one, kudos to you for getting two calls and Number two, I think like, you know, really moving through the not ready stuff. Like, I I mean, I know we talked about that in base camp, but like she is someone like to be following up with like right away almost, right? Like, I think it's so easy to just take something as a no. And I don't think really what she was saying was no. I think what she was saying is I want it and I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I've actually been wanting to go through valued centered sales again because I know um, now realizing it, like with the head, like where I'm at in my head right now, it's just like, I could, I saw so much, like how I could have done so much better. And, you know, the, the selling, but also like overcoming the objections and, and that kind of thing. So I, I definitely think like a good refresh and then, um, doing the follow-up will be helpful. For sure. So I think in general, like there's a lot of people to go back and follow up with at this point too. So I would say that's another thing. Like, do the value-centered sales review and then do a follow-up for sure. Okay. And feel free to send me those if you want me to look through them. But I totally agree. Like, you're in such a different place, so that follow-up would come from such a different place, you know? Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to put these to-dos in for you. You keep me posted. I'm going to still keep checking in every day. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think that was super helpful, and I just want to give you so much credit. Like, you have really, really shined, and I'm just so proud of you. Thank you so much. All right, my dear, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully confident.